This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is These Walls of Thin. I was supposed to have a space between my Monday and my Wednesday. Um, and now that I'm starting this podcast, I probably could have did this Thursday since I did a podcast yesterday. Sorry. Yesterday, um, about Bruce and Brandon Lee. But I decided to come back. I guess I want to go ahead and get it over with so I can focus on what I need to focus on which is school but I hope you guys are having a lovely day I'm gonna make this this oh my god what is that it's just leaning on my window Ooh. gross I hope it's outside, Lord Jesus. No, it looks like it's inside. Anyway, I don't know what's that on my window. It looks like an alien. But, uh... <laughs> it definitely looks inside. I don't think anything outside could get in my window like that because I had it cracked. I didn't have it wide open. Hope you guys are having a good day. You know, I'm going to start off with my opinions, but before I start off with my opinions, I want to tell you guys that today's podcast is about Helena Hutchins. It's not Hutchinson. Her name is Hutchins. Today's podcast is about Elena Hutchins, Helena Hutchins, and Alec Baldwin. Um, and what happened on that set... Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about that. And then, um, but before we get into that, there's a, a few things that have happened recently, and I'm going to go deeper into it. One of them is about Flo Rida being awarded $82 million in a lawsuit against Celsius. Okay. First of all, he ain't got to do another record ever. One. Two. According to the Neighborhood Talk, Florida notched a major legal victory this week after jurors returned a verdict in his favor against their energy drink company Celsius, a victory that has made him a very wealthy man. The rapper, whose legal name is Tramar Dillard, claimed the company owed him money from a prior endorsement deal he started with them in 2014, with the deal being renewed in two years later. Jurors ultimately awarded him a total of $82 million. in damage according to a law in crime. By the way of background, Flo Rida maintained a successful endorsement partnership with Celsius, which was highly effective in opening new doors for Celsius and its product. You don't know who Flo Rida is. 
I give you here who is. Shoulda got them apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur, with the fur. Hell, that's Florida. Okay. Um, I ain't gonna lie to you guys. Um, I have my opinions on Florida. Don't ask me why I got a certain opinion about him. He is one of those people that specifically he was really big on emphasizing his love for women of a particular race, okay? Granted, he made some crazy hits back in his days, and he is, um, he's been in the entertainment industry for a while. He finally got his uh, big break in the late 2000s, early 2010s. Um, but to see that he gets money from a lawsuit like that, I have one advice for you, Flo Rida. what the super rich people do they put they they stuff in a, a switch uh a swiss uh, bank account okay hide your shit in a swiss bank account no, no not a swiss bank account hide your shit hi i need you to go and lay low for one more day because nobody knew that there was this lawsuit that was going on between Flo Rida and Sosius. I didn't. Now, I just found out about Sosius six months ago. True story. I know nothing about Sosius. So congratulations for Floor Rider being paid was rightfully his. I bet you I find out at the end of the day that they, he probably owes more. But we just gonna celebrate the little, the small steps we uh go through this with this situation. Cause y'all all know y'all don't like paying black people in the entertainment industry. We gonna I'm gonna call a spade a spade. Y'all don't like playing us Negroes, creative Negroes in the entertainment industry. Y'all like doing it. So, shout out to Flo Rider for getting what he deserves. But I'm going to need you to lay low. Uh, there's no throwing parties in Miami. All right. I know you tempted to. Don't do it. Because... Big Brother is watching you. And he really didn't get $82 million because he he $82 million. Well, he really got, uh, he got to pay the taxes. He got to pay the lawyers. So low key, he didn't get $82 million. Okay, let's call it spade a spade. But um, pay your taxes, Flo Rida. Pay your taxes. Okay. Pay your lawyers. And lay low more. 
That's all I gotta say. Because people have a bad habit, especially my people. We have a bad habit. Uh, first of all, who over here charging people $600 for some damn hoops? Florida, can you pay for these? Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But I, my people have a bad habit when they get a large amount of money. We have a bad habit of celebrating prematurely before we pay our taxes because the first thing you want to make sure you do when you get a large amount of money whether it's through the lottery whether it's through a lawsuit um, or whether it's through inheritance you have to make sure that all your i's are dotted and all your t's are crossed okay you gotta pay your taxes Pay your taxes. And if you get it in a lawsuit, pay your lawyers. Pay them. Even though, you know, it was Tom Girardi during this case, he would find a way and say, okay, well, I put the money in a trust fund. Y'all know the little game he played with them folks. And no, the joke is not in bad taste because that's exactly what Tom Girardi's ass did. Ain't that right, Erica, with the $350 million earrings on? That's no longer yours. But, you know. At the end of the day. Pay your taxes first. Pay your lawyers and your taxes first. And then, uh, lay low. We ain't, we ain't gotta have a party. Not right now. If you do have a party... Make sure you don't invite people like uh, Meg the Stallion and Tory Lanez because apparently they feel like it's cute to fight in public at Joe Mansion. Can't take everybody everywhere, okay? Make sure it's so secret that people are not allowed to have their phones in your house. But congratulations, I'm pretty sure it is rightfully deserved that you get that money. Um, but like I said, the best advice I can give you, I know when I come into a lot of money, which I am going to be coming into a lot of money, I'm going to be still doing my podcast. Y'all just ain't going to know where I'm going to be at. Like right now, y'all can y'all can find where I'm at. I don't think it's no damn secret where I'm at. But girl... Start making a large amount of money. When she starts making a large amount of money, start getting a large amount of money. I am going to lay low. I'm gonna pay my taxes and lay low. Okay. Um another thing I want to talk about. I saw this with the lovely T. The lovely T posted it. And um basically it was a JP Morgan's daughter. JP Morgan daughter.
I was thinking of the original J.P. Morgan. So I'm going to read it. This is from the Daily Mail. And it said, um, y'all know who the original J.P. Morgan is. Y'all know Sonya Morgan. She married into, she was married into that family, honey. Okay. Okay. So it says, according to the Daily Mail, daughter, uh, daughter 17 of J.P. Morgan Chase investment banker who jumped to her death from a luxury Manhattan apartment was home with her horrified mother and sister at the time. So she wasn't related to J.P. Morgan. She was a daughter of an investment banker. Big difference. Sorry to the Morgan family. Just saw J.P. Morgan. A heartbroken mother had a loud thud as her teenage daughter fell to her death from the family's luxurious Manhattan high-rise building. The 17-year-old girl was in the eighth-floor Upper East Side apartment with her mother and sister before she leaped to her death at 1 p.m. on Sunday. A law enforcement source told DailyMail.com that both her mother and sister were home at the time of the tragic incident. They said her mother was inside the apartment with her sister where she heard a loud thud. She looked out at the fire escape window and saw her. about this real quick first and foremost we don't know who her father is so you just said jp morgan chase investment banker i just thought she was somebody that was related to the morgan family She'll be with this bedazzled brown. Go ahead, girl. They still it just say an investment banker. It doesn't specify who this man is, but they said that he has he hasn't seen his um, family in a few weeks and haven't been around them. And he said, yesterday I went on my lunch and a minute later she jumped. That's, that's depressing. And I figured it had something to do either she was emotionally neglected. She was emotionally neglected in some form or fashion. Um... I, I don't know what happened. I don't know if she left a letter. Um, in most cases, people don't give out suicide letters. They just do it. They just do it. Um, and unfortunately for a baby girl, she 
took her own life. That goes to show you, um, when you're living in a world full of luxury, that does not mean you're happier than anybody else. This young lady probably lived in, I mean, she was in a, in a Manhattan luxury apartment and she still felt those things that you felt. She was sadly, she was sad, she was alone, and she felt alone, and she was by herself. My heart and prayers goes out to her family. I find it to be very unfortunate and I find it to be very sad. Um, we have to check on these kids. They they not as strong as as a lot of us think they are. They they put on a smile just like you put on a smile every day, but it's more dangerous when they put on a smile. It's dangerous when grown folks put on a smile, but it's even more dangerous when it's a child that puts on a smile. And I want to explain to you why. If a child has to put on a smile and fake her happiness, um, that's something that should not be asked of her. She's only a child. She's not supposed to just sit up there and just accept things the way they are. That's just not how it's supposed to be for her. She's supposed to be able to help, in a healthy way, express how she is feeling and what she is feeling. And for some reason, she didn't feel like she was able to do that. So my hearts and prayers once again goes out to her family and their loss. I'm sorry for their loss. And I feel bad that this young lady was not able to express herself the way she should have been expressing herself. Um, so yeah. I'm gonna talk a little bit before I, you know, before we go to our uh commercial break. Um, I, I want to make a statement about something that really disturbed me today. I saw, I forgot if it was a neighborhood talk or somebody where Rasby is giving an interview out with Vlad TV. Y'all know Vlad TV? Everybody know that Vlad is ops, right? I don't know why this nigga has not found out that everybody thinks that Vlad is ops. Whatever ops is. Um, but people think that Vlad works for the CIA or the FBI or one of them little secret government facilities, even though they're not secret. So, he said something that was highly disturbing to me. And I want to say why it's disturbing to me. As someone who has been tirelessly trying to advocate and trying to get people to see that his cousin is a whole pedophile, I find it to be disturbing that you defend R. Kelly for sexually exploiting young women. Now, don't get it twisted. Society funded his disgusting sin, okay? Society funded it. So for him to be able to successfully do it, he had people on his team that were helping him do it. Don't get it twisted, okay? But at the end of the day, for someone who himself, who was held hostage at a young age, underage, against his will, and was sexually exploited by a grown-ass thirsty man, how dare you think it's okay to defend R. Kelly
anyway. Before I got rudely interrupted by outside. Girl, these kids are bad. This is why I'm not going into teaching. They over here talking like 40 year olds who drink 40. Anyway, back to this. For you to sit up here, first and foremost, why would Chris Brown do a versus with R. Kelly? That's a stupid matchup ever. for you to sit up here and act like R. Kelly is able to do a versus. What are they going to do? Him behind jail with the verses? What are y'all going to learn that it's not okay what R. Kelly did? And don't get it twisted. I am very aware that you're a very selfish and entitled person. So you don't see other people's pain as the same as yours. But don't negate the fact that there are people who did suffer at the hand of R. Kelly and his cronies. Don't get it twisted. But I would never understand someone who has been sexually exploited as a child know how it feels think it's okay to do it to a girl and to not see what R. Kelly did is wrong I understand why he would honor R. Kelly because R. Kelly did write hits for B2K I get that, and I'm not expecting him to publicly condemn him. But for you to sit up there and say a versus between him and Chris Brown should be a thing, that's enough. Nobody's going to be doing a versus with R. Kelly. Granted, I'm also going to be straight up real with you. I have a feeling he's going to get out of prison. He in prison for now, and people are outraged with being around him now. But that's going to be another situation that's going to really piss y'all the hell off. And it's going to be 10 times worse than R. Kelly because it always is. Y'all going to totally forget what R. Kelly did and then he's going to get released. Oh, trust and believe me. I know for a fact. R. Kelly's going to get released and it's going to be a technicality. Don't get, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just giving you a message. I really believe that R. Kelly's going to get out of prison. But it just disgusts me how someone who's been advocating for years because he was violated. But you don't see anything wrong with, uh, with somebody violating young girls. I just find this messed up. But it further proves my point because I personally met you, sir. And you're starting to smell like a chauvinist to me. Which you can't afford to be a chauvinist because you're not a Morion. And you're the least desired member of your group. 
and nobody likes you nobody wants to be around you you know the rest of it because you told it to me which that's not true because I don't burn bridges with people who are important but anyway I just I just have an issue when people come out and they defend people or they sit up there and I understand that you have respect for him because he wrote a song for you and I'm not asking you to condemn R. Kelly but what I am saying is I don't appreciate that you look past R. Kelly's faults but you can't look past your own damn cousin's fault just because you're your cousin's victim and your cousin is R. Kelly to you because the truth of the matter is your cousin did hold you against your will did he not? He did. Now, with that being established, um, today we're going to be talking about the Alec Baldwin situation. And I'm going to give you my theories on what I think happened. Um, because I just don't think it's a coincidence that this guy who impersonated Donald Trump. All of a sudden, thought it was cute to shoot someone on set. So, that's what we're going to be talking about today. But, before we get into that, here's a word from my sponsors. For my sponsors. Did I say my sponsors? My sponsors. And yes, if you do have a small business, I will put you on here. Okay, I will shout you out. If you have a small business, DM me at lady underscore Tiffany Ma. back and I low-key totally forgot that I have a class at 7 30 so now I have to hurry up and rush through this podcast which I'm not I'm really not gonna rush through this podcast um but I discovered this um Instagram account called ATL school and I just saw one of the pictures they do compilation videos of what's going on in Atlanta and the crazy stuff that happens in Atlanta y'all know last night some weird ass white trash decided to go to uh Hartsville, Atlanta, and she got a fire extinguisher, started spraying people. And this all happened because she didn't pay for her wings at Buffalo Wild Wings. Girl. And people are trying to stop her, and she's spraying them with the fire extinguisher. Well, I would have been to knock her ass out from a distance. Give me a shoe and let me throw it at her. This woman. But the thing that stuck out to me the most was the, the compilation piece I just saw on their thing having to do with the squirrel eating wings. And the squirrel was a fat ass squirrel. Honey, the squirrel over there looking like uh, pre-diabetes and hypertension over there. Okay, this damn fat squirrel was sitting over here eating wing, and it had to be wet lemon pepper. Because y'all know Atlanta is the capital of lemon pepper wet wings. That's how y'all love to order them. I personally am a Thai chili. Okay, I like Thai chili or teriyaki. Um wings and then your normal mild buffalo wings but y'all know y'all love some lemon pepper wet 
the squirrel. The squirrel done got addicted to that MSG in them damn wings, honey. I mean, the squirrel was tearing the wing up with cleaning the bone off. Look, I mean, it is funny to me. I thought it was hilarious. And yes, it was posted today. It's on an Instagram account called Atlanta Scoop. If you want to see it to laugh, you have to look at it. But there's a lot of other disturbing things on there. And yes, you are going to see the video of this fool walking around Atlanta Hartsville Airport spraying people with the fire extinguisher with her weird ass because she didn't have money to pay for lemon pepper wings. So I have a question. What is in those lemon pepper wings that make people go crazy? I'm thinking the lemon pepper wings are making people crazy. Because recently in the last few years, y'all have lost your damn mind in Atlanta. Is it in the lemon pepper wings? We'll find out next week. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, but uh, yeah, I just thought that was funny. I just thought it was so funny looking at that squirrel eating them lemon pepper. He was eating a lemon pepper wings, honey. A squirrel. And the squirrel was fat. So the squirrel been looking for it's something in them lemon pepper wings. And I bet you the squirrel going to be going around robbing people's cars next. I'm <laughs> Watch. That gangster paradise squirrel. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, I got to say this about this story. Um, Alec Baldwin has been in the entertainment industry for 40 plus years. Um, I'm not a fan of his. I just like his eyes. Okay. And yes, he comes from a long line of family members as well. Which, when now I think about it, uh, yeah, I think one of them was scary looking. But he comes from a long line of Baldwin brothers. Um, so, for so for an accident to happen on the set with um, an actor, a veteran actor, of the last 40 years, this is kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of strange. It's kind of strange to me. So sit back and relax and get you a drink and some snacks. Do not eat the lemon pepper wings. Choose a snack wisely, okay? Please choose a snack wisely. Do not eat them lemon pepper wings. Don't eat the lemon pepper wings. Don't drop that. Don't do that. Okay, I'm joking. But don't. Just don't. Just don't. Get you a snack that is healthy. Popcorn, Tostitos, and salsa. But stay away from the lemon pepper wings. And I'm going to report that squirrels started committing crimes. Then I'm going to tell you. Then we know for a fact that that is the wings. Okay, we're going to be talking about the unfortunate accident that happened on the set with Alec Baldwin 
and Helena Hutchins, the late Helena Hutchins. Um, so I got like two, three, four, five articles in the pill. But I'm gonna talk about this whole thing because they are now finally coming to conclusions with this whole situation. And I will be on my pot, I will be on my live um later on. Probably later on tonight. I don't know if I'm gonna do it later on tonight because I got a eight I got a nine o'clock class tomorrow. Um so this comes from msn.com. It says, DA to reveal possible charges in Alec Baldwin's fatal filming sh film shooting Thursday. A decision on whether any charges will be filled in, in 2021's fatal shooting on, New in, on the New Mexico set of Alec Baldwin's film, Russ, will be revealed on Thursday. Santa Fe First Judicial District Attorney Mary Carmack Altweez and Special Prosecutor Andrea Reed will announce their decision at 9 a.m. local time on Thursday in a written statement shared with media, their office said. Regardless of the district attorney's decision, the announcement will be a solemn occasion and may in a matter keeping with the officer's commitment to uphold to upholding the integrity of the judicial process and respecting the victim's family. Heather Brewer, spokesperson for the official for the office of the first judicial or district attorney, said in statement Wednesday. Carmike Altwee's office said in October she would conduct a thorough review of the information evidence to make a thoughtful time decision about whether to bring charges following a year-long sheriff investigation into the onset shooting. Helena Hutchins, 42, was working as a cinematographer on the Western where she was shot and killed by the film star Baldwin during an accident when she was practicing using a Colt 45 revolver on set. Director Joe Salza was also injured in the shooting. Salza reportedly told investigators that Baldwin was sitting in the pew in the area's church practicing his cross draw facing the camera and crew and pointing the revolver toward the camera lens. And when the shot shooting occurred, according to a search warrant affidavit, Hutchings was killed by a live round inside the gun, authority says. Hmm. Let me continue, because I'll give my theories later. Questions has around how live ammunition made it onto set and into the prop gun and whether proper safety precautions were taken by the crew members. Halls reportedly told investigators that he didn't know there were any live rounds in the gun and when he gave it to Baldwin, according to a search warrant affidavit. The attorney of Russ Armour, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, who was in charge of guns and ammunition on the set, has previously said that his client has no idea where the live rounds came from and was not in the church where the rehearsal was taking place. The attorney, Jason Bowles, has alleged that Gutierrez-Reed was not called inside the church to inspect the weapons before they were brought out and that Baldwin did not accept her, offered to train him on the cross draw, a dangerous method of carrying a handgun that started in the Old West. Mm. So, mm. 
let's think about this real quick. Gutierrez Reed, who I'm thinking is the, let me see what they said she was. Let's go back. I remember what I said. I just, you know, she was in charge for the guns and ammunition on a set. Okay. So she offered to train Baldwin on how to do the cross draw with the gun. But Baldwin said, nah, I'm good. This is a key point right here. This is very, like, very key pointish to me because it makes you question, did he know there was a live round in the gun? Which I don't think he knew there was a live round in the gun. But did people know that he was also a veteran actor who had been on sets with actual guns? So his assumption is, hey, I don't think the gun has ammunition in it. But that was one step that could have kept him from, unfortunately, shooting Helena Hutchins. Let's continue with this little mystery. Longtime Hollywood armorer Dale Reed, the father of Gutierrez Reed, reportedly told investigators that the ammunition once in his possession may match the ammunition found on a set of rust, according to an affidavit for a search warrant executed last year. Okay? I missed the part. Hold on. Okay, longtime Hollywood armorer Thel Reed, the father of Gutierrez Reed, reportedly told investigators the ammunition once in his possession may match the ammunition found on the set of rust, according to an affidavit for a search warrant executed last year. The warrant authorized the search for of an Albuquerque prop house PDQ arm and prop LLC owned by himself, Kenny. Kenny reportedly told detectives that he was hired to supply rust with guns as well as the dummy rounds and blanks, according to the search warrant affidavit. Hmm. Okay. So then we have Baldwin. And then we have the Prop House PDQ arm and Prop LLC. Reed told investigators that he went, he worked with Kenny on a set several weeks before the rush shoot shooting occurred and that Kenny allegedly took an ammo can containing live rounds back with him to Mexico, according to affidavit. Oh, so this made Kenny a little bad. Okay, so we got Baldwin and now we have Kenny. Kenny has denied providing live ammunition to the set. It's not a, poss it's not a possibility that came from PDQ or from Miss myself personally. Kenny told ABC News days days after the shooting when we send dummy rounds out they get individually rattled tested before they get sent out 
Bowen has previously said that he doesn't believe he will face any criminal charges in an accident. I've been told by people who are unknown in terms of even inside the state that it's highly unlikely that I would be charged with anything criminally, he told ABC News' George Stephanopoulos in an interview weeks following the shoot. The district attorney announcement came after the family of Hutchins reached a settlement in a wrongful death lawsuit against the film's producers, including Baldwin and Russ Movie Production, LLC, in October. Carmack Altwee's office has said that the settlement will have no impact on whether she files any charges. The incident has also led to several lawsuits, including one filed by Baldwin allegedly negligence of his crew members. Alleging negligence of his crew members. Russ is slated to resume filming in January with all the principal's actors and Salza back as the director. Um, Y'all want to hear my theory? (laughs) This situation has several moving parts. Um, I want to also put it out there. Well, no, let I, you know, I want that to be the plot thickens of it. Okay. Okay, he would be doing the live right now where I'm sitting up here trying to do my podcast. No, I can't stay on my favorite YouTube and be going live while I'm live. Anyway, um, but I, I want to tell you some of the theories I have from just reading the article and the theories I had before that. Um, I already told you in the beginning of this podcast. That I felt like this was set up all by a Trump supporter or Trump because Alec Baldwin was getting paid big bucks to impersonate Donald Trump on Saturday Night Live. But I have developed more theories when it comes to that. Um, The prop house looks very icky for me. The prop house looks very iffy. Um, Kenny, you look iffy, bruh. I mean, I, I ain't saying, but I'm just saying, you know, I feel like Alec Baldwin is a good fall guy, especially if you are a Trump supporter. But why would, why would, why would somebody at the prop house want to kill or want to, or want to murder Helena Hutchins? Um, and I'm looking from a perspective of that this is an accident. Granted, it's still, it's not confirmed that it is, if it was an accident or not, I'm going to say that my assumption is that it is an accident, but this is coming from the perspective that this wasn't an accident. You smell me? So, um, one of The things that stuck out to me, I'm going to go based off that Trump theory that it was Trump getting Alec Baldwin back for making fun of him during his presidency on Saturday Night Live. With that being said, Trump is also known for being in bed with thy enemy, right? Everybody know that Trump is a fan 
of Vladimir Putin, the Russian president. And you don't know, you're going to find out today on my podcast that Helena Hutchins is Ukrainian. Mm-hmm. This incident happened before the Russian-Ukrainian war, okay? But it is a possibility because y'all know y'all seen several different movies about people being secret KGB uh, agents, okay? There's a whole TV show on Fox, on FX, not Fox, on FX. That was talking about these people. It was a movie. It was a TV show called The Americans. And basically they were trained KGB agents who had settled into America and was living a normal American life. But at the end of the day, they were sleeper agents. This is based off the theory that there was a Russian agent or there was somebody who was pro- Vladimir Putin that could be behind the gun down of Helena Hutchins, who is a Ukrainian woman. Then there's the other theory. There was a Trump supporter. That could have been around this. And that the live round could have been for Alec Baldwin, but Alec Baldwin was using the gun. And the gun went off. These are just theories. And this is just me spitballing ideas and theories based off what I heard. Well, not based off off what I heard, but based off facts that we have going here. The prop house is not looking good. And um, Gutierrez Reed... She isn't looking, I mean, she's, she, I mean, it was pretty obvious to me that she wanted to train Baldwin on how to use the gun, but Baldwin said no, and that's even suspicious, even if in my gut, I don't feel like Baldwin uh, gunned down Helena on purpose. But it is very suspicious especially with Baldwin impersonating President Trump and Helena being a Ukrainian woman. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed my podcast. Um, Like I said, my thoughts goes out to Helena and her family for their unfortunate loss of this woman. Next week, Lord, my thing was in. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about the death of the crypto currency billionaires. 
Yes, honey, we're going to go deep into that. We're going to talk about the death of the cryptocurrency, Barry Nails. And, of course, I'm going to be talking about Andrew Tate. Um, so thank you guys for listening to my podcast. This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is These Walls Within. What do you do in the dark will come to light, and it's going to come to light what really happened to Helena Hutchins. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I am so outie, and I see you next week.